0: Grief is a deeply personal experience. But in Buddhist philosophy, there is a specific way with which we talk about and deal with grief. Because grief is very much a natural emotion. It's a part of life. Whenever something that we are attached to goes away, we feel grief. Whether it's a lot of grief or or a small amount of grief. And either way, I think the recognition and the acknowledgement of grief is an important part of our journey as spiritual people. Because when we understand how grief moves through our lives and through our bodies, we actually start to get a sense of like how grief, attachment, all these things actually move in our real life. So for this episode, I wanted to actually draw from my own life um, based on what's happened to me recently. Because that's been, in itself, its own exercise and understanding grief on a deeper level. So, just to give like an intro. Um, I think I've been very fortunate enough in my life that grief has not been something that's uh, really happened to me very often. So, when my cat went missing this week um, for a whole day, that really hit me hard. And I think... Um, You know, not everyone is attached to their animals the same way I am, but I'm so attached to my cat, and she's a huge part of my life. So when she went missing, and I instinctively felt it was my fault, it was like a grief that I was absolutely not prepared for, and it was just this deep, deep sadness of I failed her, and I failed myself, I failed my family, I failed everyone. Because, you know, her not being safe because she was under my responsibility is my fault. And I desperately wanted to fix it. And I didn't know how to. And it felt that all of the efforts that I had put in to fix it were kind of pointless. Putting up posters, talking to neighbors, scavenging the neighborhood, looking for her. Um, I think it's so haunting to realize that at the end of the day, like, we don't have any control over our outcomes, any people in our lives, anything in our lives can just disappear at any moment's notice. And we don't know why. I think that was really what haunted me the most. And so it kind of like got me thinking about how Buddhism deals with grief. Because while I was going through this, I had to sort of go through the stages of like anger, denial, sadness, detachment, acceptance. And in Buddhism in general, I think grief is treated in a very unique way. Because first of all, death is not an ending. So Buddhism essentially believes in samsara, which is also known as kind of the wheel of life, the, the continuous repetition of life until one gains enlightenment and is detached from this cycle. But whenever something or someone dies... Most of the time they were born somewhere else. So death is not necessarily an ending. I think that's where the beginning of grief and its treatment in Buddhism starts is in that nothing really ends the way that we think it does in our life. And because beings can be reborn, it is highly possible that we see them again in this life or the next in different forms, of course, but we still see them, um, and then another aspect, I think, the second aspect is that all life is temporary. I think when I started to remind myself of these truths from Buddhism and Buddhist philosophy, it, it sort of made me understand that like my attachment towards her was really illogical. As much as I loved her and like cared for her, her life is her own. Her fate is her own. And maybe it was my mistake that led her to escape, but at the same time, like, I am not in control of all of the outcomes in my life. Even within myself, I'm not in control. So how can I possibly be in control of other beings? I think when we remind ourselves of this, of the fact that outcomes cannot be controlled by anyone, that the universe has its own mind, its own way of doing things that are not exposed or open or explained to us, I think it changes the way that we process grief. Because we understand that at the end of the day, we are small beings in the vast universe. And all we can do is do our best. And I think once I sort of process that emotion, so I went from being angry, sad, disappointed in myself, and then finally reminding myself that while this is a deep loss and I miss her and I want her to come back, at the same time, it's not really my call to decide what happens in her life. If she wants to come back, she wants to, and she does. If she doesn't, she doesn't. If she cannot, she cannot. These outcomes are out of my control. And thus weighing my emotions on exactly what's happening in life is a foolish thing to do. At some point, we have to recognize that outcomes are not under our control. And thus, all we can control is our attitude towards what is happening in the moment. So based on that observation, that kind of shifted my thinking from, wow, I'm so sad and angry and mad that this happened, and I'm really mad at myself and for her and all of it, to, you know, why is this happening to me too? Why didn't I see this coming? Why don't I just accept the fact that it's happening with grace and try and like share and send as much positive energy and emotion to her as well as myself and all the people around me who are grieving. I think sometimes, especially when it comes to grief and the loss of something dear and deep within you, that shift in energy is essential. Because otherwise, you're going to be funneling so much energy towards the wrong direction. Towards deeper and deeper hurt. Towards yourself rather than healing. So, I think when I finally accepted the fact that her life and the outcome of her life was never in my control to begin with. And that as much as I can do my best to influence it in a positive direction... It's not my fault, necessarily, that it goes in this way or that, right? My energy turns towards healing. And I started to sort of think of all of the things I can do for her in that moment that would serve her well. Such as, you know, if she doesn't return within a certain amount of days, I will perform funeral rites for her. So that, you know, if she is dead or passed away, she'll be in a better place or can receive help wherever she is. And to, you know, start a donation every month to the Humane Society or like a cat sanctuary um, in her name so that she can share in those blessings as well. And when I decided to do those actions, I think as sad and depressed and unsettled as I was, there was a certain peace that came into me. Because I realized that I was doing the best that I can in that moment to do good by her. Because something that I think, especially Buddhist philosophy, likes to emphasize is that the reason why we're sad is not necessarily because of them. It's because of the loss to us. We're not happy at the fact that, you know, I was not happy at the fact that Ashes would no longer be my comfort animal, that she would no longer be there to pet and cuddle and interact with. Like, I was sad about the loss in my life rather than being concerned about her fate and how she's doing. Um, It's this selfish attachment that really leads to um, grief that isn't very productive. But that's also part of it. I think it's not a bad thing to feel at all. However, I think it's detrimental to feel but not observe. I think in essence, that's what Buddhist philosophy really teaches us to do, is to actually look at our emotions and see the patterns that they're coursing through, and then what is the result of those patterns. And even though this was a very tumultuous day full of ups and downs, I think because I took the time to really think about, hey... Are my destructive feelings towards myself really helping the situation? Are they really helping ashes? As well as the guidance that I got from the people around me, I was able to sort of turn my emotion towards acceptance, towards peace, towards believing that no matter what, this is the outcome that I need to accept and make peace with and live with. And doing anything other than that is detrimental to me and to Ashes. I was able to really get through that day. So thankfully, then she did come back, and I was overjoyed. It was surreal. Um, but I do feel that this letting go of the outcome and understanding that no matter what, all we can do is our best. And that we have no control over the outcomes of our lives, I think that really helped me to process my grief. And you know, this is to say like I have no idea like how much grief people go through when they are missing a child or a parent, or, you know, where their pet doesn't come back. Another humbling thing about that day is we spoke to a lot of people um, in our neighborhood who had missing pets or who knew people who had missing pets, and it's just haunting. The reality is that pets go missing, people go missing, things, experiences, relationships go missing from our lives every day. Big ones, ones that really matter, poof, they just go. They disappear. And I think our grief is there to teach us the fact that we have no control over the outcomes to begin with. And the more we sort of accept that, and the more we start to see that the present is all we control, and that we just have to do our best with what we have, the more we can find peace even in the most difficult circumstances. And I also think that in some very true way that grief is very much a teacher, or suffering is a teacher. And if we observe our suffering compassionately, empathetically, and we look at it as a way to understand the world better, to understand ourselves better, I think that's how we truly evolve as people. Because it's a big part of life. And I think Buddhist philosophy is very much about that. Just an understanding, observing, compassionately absorbing in your experience with grief and suffering, and seeing how you feel differently when you change your perspective on things and you choose wisdom over the same toxic thought patterns and behaviors. I hope this episode serves you well. I hope if you are grieving over something in your life, that after listening to this, you take a moment to just compassionately observe Thank you so much for listening to this episode and if you've been waiting for an episode for two weeks and this one came along, thank you so much for being a part of this community. It brings me a lot of joy to do these episodes and it's an honor to have you listen. Stay safe everyone and I will be back next week.